0: a continuing reading of Chittakash Gita based primarily on the text uh, Voice of the Self from a translation of M.P. Pandit published by uh, R. Gopinath Pai uh, from Madras, originally 1962. <clears throat> uh, I'm not yet fully settled actually in how I want to do this um series uh so I apologize for not having uh all my ducks aligned and uh in a row last time, we ended on page three of the p d f which is not numbered uh reading the verses of Chitakaashkita uh comparing also to online versions from org, the Captain Hatengi version translation that was in the book Nitya Sutras, I believe and uh, Chittagash Gita translation supposedly MB Pandit but it's actually not the same so it's very odd <laughs> people are <laughs> people are questionable I don't want to go on and on ragging on the uh, hmm Issues of integrity in translations, but uh, the second link ebdeer.net net from per- perhaps somebody named Randall Fonts or someone who has modified the translation of MP Pandit. Um, in some cases, the trans- the alternate translations from Captain Atengi and uh, the ebdir site <clears throat> give us a uh, give explanation of. Uh, Sanskrit terms, um, alternate phrasings, uh, and the Sanskrit terms that are not necessarily present in the MP Pandit version. So that's very helpful. On the other hand, they really are um, not as accurate, it seems to me. So, I also don't want to extensively comment because I think the words of Nityananda direct are most important. Um, so, uh, but I do want to. We we finished up through page ten, of Voice of the Self, And where we were on page three, was after the, the phrase, the 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 verse translated as, uh, give up notions of honor and pride. Give up also the sense of the body. To him who abandons both, nothing remains. All is seen one in the being. All is seen one in the being. The alternate translations put it as um, a man should be, hatengi, a man should be quite indifferent to honor and dishonor. He should not have the least love for his body such a man will see the supreme being in everything and everywhere now for some people that may be more useful but it's not clear to me what it means to see the supreme being you can say it's seeing God <coughs> the uh, translation from uh, MP Pandit saying that uh To him who abandons both, meaning abandons uh, both the social um, uh, concretization of self, meaning honor and pride, uh, defining self by how I am positively seen, and also give up the sense of the body, to meaning identification with the social... Status and self and then identification as the body giving up both Um, Nothing remains (laughs) Nothing remains right I'm spirit, but that's actually um, Thinking and if you drop that or see that that too is um, empty Then what remains nothing remains all is seen one in the being <clears throat> All is seen one in the being is quite different than a man will see the supreme being in everything and everywhere. So, I think that <laughs> it's a challenge because just reading Nityananda from M.P. Pandit may um, need some translate, need some commentary, uh, but it gets a little bit confusing. And it, this is not purely just some kind of academic study. <clears throat> just going verse by verse on all the three translations, I just think uh, it probably just dis- dilutes the power of the Pandit version. So I'm going to just stay with that. <laughs> <clears throat> but I do recommend looking when you want, when you can, if you wish. At the other two translations um, and in some cases I'm going to use them only where they are bringing in the Sanskrit terms that were not added to the pundit translation so from that we go page three the light universal <coughs> and the light transcendent are one out of one plank are made the chair the table, and the like. What is at the outset is the plank. And so, before, this is the process of differentiation, and how the nature of what gets differentiated is one, or is unchanging, while the appearance of the form does change in time. And so, what comes from Source gets differentiated, and so we have, you know, one infinite creator, and then galactic logoi and solar, and atman, and beings in the octaves. All of those are akin to the chair and the table and the like. Uh, and the like. <clears throat> this is the differentiation of form, um, as uh, a, as the covering. Or as the mode of appearance of unchanging substance or the unchanging so now we're getting into ontology and so this is Vedantic (laughs) this is not exactly Buddhism where they really say drop affirmation and negation to say it is and to say it isn't are uh, equally uh, mistaken and here you know, the Hindu or the Vedantic approach is to make many statements. I mean, Buddhism makes many statements as well, uh, but also holds it all as relative view or relative truth. And yet, um, if we hold our concepts lightly, uh, I think there's no problem using them. Just the same as with this, the term the self. If we understand that self with a capital S is a no-self, is is not dualistic, is not a substantial uh, form, or entity, or object, but rather a way of speaking of what appears or is experienced as subjectivity, Uh, that's okay. It's okay to use to expedient means. It's called Upaya (coughs) Buddhism. We use terms... To point to the uh, essence that uh, that learning may uh, lead us to reveal to lead to revelation to lead to realization to lead to freedom and all teaching is a raft thus and all view and all thought all conception all the spiritual philosophy and metaphysics is a raft ultimately um, reality is beyond conceptual designation. But the light universal and light transcendent as one is that <clears throat> the, the the light of God or the power light love of, of Source and the power light love um, that is within us or that is of creation is one while the forms are different going on Mind and self are the same for all. This is, again, I'm using the, based on here, on the uh, the M.P. Pandit translation only. Mind and self are the same for all. In the end, it's the same for all. Only at the moment, their breath, thought, and movement differ. So we have, again, that which is one, which is the same for all, Uh, and uh, that which is outside of time versus that which is within the relative uh, dimensions and personal experiences of time and space. And so you've got mind and self uh, we see from Captain Hatengi's translation is uh, Manas and Atman. And Nityananda has already said that manas um, needs to be subordinate to buddhi Uh, later on you'll see that very soon in another verse he's reversed it but I think that he's reversed it to show the condition for ordinary people who um, have um, a materialist perspective and think that their embodied sense of self is a substantial identity Body identified, mind and social position identified, identity, believing that that's a substantial self. For them, when or when we're that way, uh, buddhi is subordinate to manas. So manas as the concrete mind and buddhi as abstract, but more so um, thought form generation, samskara. You can say to some degree, manas is the um, activity of mind that generates samskara. And buddhi is the function of mind akin to a more purified uh, vijnana or consciousness. You know, consciousness as the sky versus manas as the clouds. Or wind in the sky. There is a field of mind, like Chittakash, that is akin to consciousness. I mean, Nityananda used the term Chitakash as really sort of uh, uh, non dual uh, awakened awareness, non personalized, non dual awareness. That, you know, this is all very specialized, so only those who like specialized will be here, that that is distinct from fifth skanda vijnana, fifth skanda, the aggregates of the sense of self, consciousness, which I would say is personalized or subjective. So fifth skanda vijnana consciousness as subjectivist awareness or consciousness versus chittakash or um, the root of, of buddhi, Uh, which is translated as discriminative intelligence. That's one way of looking at it. Uh, Wisdom versus knowledge. Buddhi versus manas. Uh, That's coming out of non-dual awareness. That's um, transpersonal. So buddhi as approaching transpersonal, where manas is quite personal and body-mind 3D identified. So uh, manas and atman are the same... We all have the the function of mind that is body mind that is identification of subjectivity, versus Atman, which is the oneself or the lead in to um, non-dual awareness. and in the end, it's the same for all, meaning um, after uh, the uh, distortions you amuse yourself with, as Ross said. Um, we all return to the love one, uh, but at the moment, and also in time and space, while before time and space uh, unity is known by all, or is all there, all all that appears in time and space, you've got the plank becoming uh, furniture, and the breath thought, prana manas. And movement or activity is different. That's the phase of uh, creation. That's creation as a phase before, uh, between uh, unmoving source and the, the complete resolution of evolution. Page 4. Fire, er, fire, air, water, earth. These are common to all. All can have them. So too does the pump water flow to all without distinction of Brahman, Shudra, or children. And so upper class Brahman, lower caste, Shudra, outcast. Um, this is akin again to um, the plank becoming a chair or a table. Uh, the pump is the same. The prana that uh, is of life force for all is the same for all. It's in time and space and human definition that we find all the differentiation of higher-lower. The elements are common to all, and the prana that that allows activity in form, and even in mind, uh, is the same for all as well. So, then, press the sesamum of the manas into the mill of buddhi, And extract the oil that is nectar buddhi is the king manas the minister the manas shall or should obey the buddhi meaning the lower should (laughs) obey the higher it is impossible to drive a horse carriage on a road crowded with five to six thousand men one has to go very cautiously when one rides a cycle meaning bicycle I guess his attention is on others, not on himself. So first we have again Nityananda's teaching on the relationship for those that are seeking realization or f- complete enlightenment or freedom, the proper relationship between uh, levels or functions of mind, lower manas, higher buddhi, and how wisdom, it's very similar to Ra saying distilling love light from... catalyst of experience or from the catalyst of life um, our own personal process and relationship to other and interaction with group or situations distilling love light from that the efficient use of catalyst the distillation of love light from catalyst into purified experience right positions three to four in the Tarot and so the distillation of love light, which is love and wisdom, which is using catalyst, responding to catalyst, and bringing love wisdom into response or decision in our life, moment to moment. So responding to situations carefully, wisely, <laughs> with love wisdom. That's a, that too is a form of uh, pressing the sesamum of manas into the mill of badi. Uh, when it's understood that the higher shall, um, ought to lead the lower. Then, uh, I'm not sure what he meant about the the meaning of driving the horse carriage on the road with so many people. Uh, It may be that when one is caught in the focus on differentiation, and or when one is over concerned with uh, social life and interpersonal relations, one can't um, drive or live freely. So too much attachment to manas, or identification with body and uh, personality, too much interact, too much attachment to interpersonality or interpersonal relations. Uh, Uh, leads to slow progress and is hindering to our growth. Likewise, uh, when the vehicle is um, not stable enough or is a bit fragile, uh, one may be focused um, wrongly and not helpfully. I think that he's saying that riding on a cycle with attention focused on others to make sure we don't crash (laughs) or get into trouble. Um, Attention then goes to the external and one has problems and doesn't develop well. And it's more important to focus inwardly rather than uh, outwardly in, 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 you know, it's all a balance, obviously, and each person has to determine. But certainly... For self-transformation, uh, others can't do it for us, and their opinions are useful, but ultimately must be self-confirmed. And it's like listen to everyone, um, but if you um, don't, dis- if you don't bring discernment into the consideration of what others are saying, just like a teaching, uh, you're going to be in trouble. You can't just uh, put on others' opinions and adopt them whole cloth without consideration, no matter who, the teacher. And so people say, well, just what would Jesus do? Well, sometimes um, it's not helpful to do what you imagine Jesus would do because you may have a wrong view. You may not know. Or will you? Can you know? And so um, over concern with the external whether it's society and position honor pride or individual relationships um can retard development and what are you getting anyway uh and to some degree it certainly happens commonly that people make their lives so busy with others uh to avoid of some kind of discouragement or some kind of um Grief or some kind of um, inner gloom uh, associated with s- sitting with one's own mind. I mean, we all do that to some degree. Distract ourselves, but uh, the work is internal, and relationships uh, can be helpful and can be obstructive, and so it's uh, <laughs> a it's subtle matter. Going on. To one who plunges fully, there is no shiver. One who has attained wholeness has no anger. This is again, I think, about non duality. Fully plunged, there's no shiver because there's no comparison between uh, what's in and out of um, the experience. There's no checking, there's no comparing. Uh, there's a saying in Taoism, something like, "It's only by ben, it's only by not believing them that men create liars. It's only by not believing him that I create that I can create a liar." This kind of thing. Uh, by comparative judgment, um, we get good and bad, up and down, more or less. There's useful. There's used to that analysis or relative mind thinking or relativity assessment dis- uh, uh, discrimination, yes, for sure. And yet, all sorts of issues fall away when we're fully present without checking or comparing. And then, likewise, one who's attained wholeness without has no anger, what is the wholeness? Is it the fulfillment of all desires? Um, No, it's really the um, freedom from continually arising desire. So anger, you know, this is also an interesting matter. I mean, anger and grief are both associated with desire. And so uh, I'm angry that circumstances are not as I desire them. I've lost something or I can't get something. Or someone is away. I don't want them to be. Uh, acknowledging reasonably, yes, I have desires. Still, um, there can be a higher desire to be free of desire, or a higher desire to be free of blockage. <laughs> I don't have to desire to be free of desire. I could desire to be free. And in that freedom, there won't be an arising of anger and grief. Uh, there should not be suppression of desires I think Um, different teachings are different on that point but where there's wholeness there is no sense of something missing where there's no sense of something missing um, there isn't grief or anger um, that circumstances are not as I wish them to be and in fact it goes even beyond everything is just what I want it to be to everything is as it is and I'm no longer looking to the outer to bring uh, ultimate Uh, well-being. I'm a a snail (laughs) or I'm a slug. I carry my spiral shell home on my back like that. I mean, I have a lot of respect for for snails, so uh where there's wholeness, there is a sufficiency uh, the There's nothing missing, and it doesn't mean I'm walking around. I'm whole. yes, I've achieved wholeness' it's nothing like that. There's a deep equanimity, I presume, and um, desires don't arise. Therefore, therefore, anger and and grief don't arise as well. One is, one is as one wish, one needs to be. One has become as one needs to be. Going on, the seed (coughs) burnt. Now here we're going to see a reversal of mind and uh, manas and buddhi. The seed burnt in fire does not sprout. A lamp without oil is no lamp. The gas light has no luster in the broad daylight. The sun alone lights up all the earth. Thus too, for the mind, or for those in fact, who say, mind is king and buddhi is minister, a tree without fruit has no grace. There is no effect without cause. To see light in darkness is the end. Darkness is ignorance, avidya, light is knowledge, yana. Perceive your true form in yourself. Arrive at your own home. What is borrowed shall be returned. So, uh, I think again we're seeing a comparison to uh, the worldly person who is focused externally and in desire. Um if you burn your seed it cannot sprout and therefore and likewise where there's no oil there's no lamp um the fruit with no grace is uh the person i think who takes the gaslight uh or the sense of the the mentally conceived body mind identity as the self for that one mind is king and buddhi is minister uh so i think he's talking about those that those that are uh you know tarvakas (laughs) the materialists the people who don't realize that there's anything higher than the material world and their goals are simply material and social financial emotional right physical material emotional Interpersonal, social, uh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all they have. That's all they have. And they've done it to themselves. And then they will suffer accordingly. And that's, I think, the burnt seed, the lamp without oil, the gaslight um, that is seen as quite inferior in the light of the sun. And so the alternative to that is seeing light and darkness, uh, perceiving your true form in yourself. And that's again, Paramatman in Jivatman. Come to your, arrive at your own home. Come home. <laughs> Go home. Uh, come home. What is borrowed shall be returned. So this life uh, akin to a borrowing and a re- and returning to awakening or source as um, return of what had been borrowed homecoming as returning the borrowed going on. The guru is one who can lead anyone from the jungle path to the Royal road. There are two kinds of gurus, the guru who causes and the guru who effects. He who instructs is the former, the one that causes the mind is the latter. The mind is the guru who affects one does not become a guru by another. Each is only the initial guru to the other. Meaning any guru is only an initial causal guru, not an effectual guru, because the effect guru is the inner, is self. Each is only the initial guru to the other. He who shows water in the well is such a guru. But he who dwells within all creatures, pervading all, is Jagadguru, the guru of the universe, akin to Paramatman. What they call a guru uh, is only the body. The real guru has no sandals on the feet, no rosary in the hands. Neither does he proclaim Brahmayana by mouth, Brahmayana meaning the knowledge of Brahma, by mouth, and give stone by hand. What he says is also what he does. First do yourself, then preach to others. He is a real guru who gives up the body sense as saplas, meaning without the um, um, nectar of, of, of spiritual attainment, meaning the body sense. It's like Ra saying that ego is not a workable term. Gives up the body sense as saplas. There is none superior to the guru, no god higher than the guru, The guru is God. God is the guru. But this is um, the real guru. So there are two, right? The guru who causes and the one who affects mind. mind, Now, mind is the guru who affects the real guru, not the body guru or the outer guru. Uh, Hatengi wrote it as, mind is the primary preceptor and the other, the secondary preceptor. It's funny how he didn't even use the term guru. <laughs> um, and wrote at the end, the guru who exists in the heart of all beings is Jagadguru, guru, universal preceptor. Um, so we're talking about, <laughs> I mean, India has the long tradition of uh, guru worship, bhakti yoga, and people get into a lot of trouble With that, for sure. Uh, What's interesting is in the Ebdir translation, it's uh, verse 27, and at the end uh, it's written, the Sarvantaryami, Sarvantaryami, all-pervasive inner being, existing in all beings, is the Jagat Guru, or universal preceptor, universal Guru. Nobody... (laughs) Everybody's got their own way of doing these things. So the all-pervasive inner, it's basically the Logos or God, you know, the kingdom of heaven is within. Why is the kingdom of heaven within? (laughs) Because the king is within. And that's the point, is that the real guru is within the mind. The kingdom of heaven within, within what? Within the heart of mind, within Chittikash. Going on, this is page five still. If the sugar on your palm is kept somewhere, its taste is not known. Only if it's eaten does the tongue come to know of it. Mere repetition of Rama, Krishna, Govinda, even for a thousand years, does not bring Mukti. The mind must join. And so, uh, the mind must join. Interestingly, uh, not everybody translated that so clearly in fact <laughs> mm. it looks like the other two didn't even translate the mind must join mm. so the mind must join join itself first right we're not talking about becoming one the, the process of oneness is first self with self which is conscious mind to subconscious or the conscious mind to the inca- reincarnative self, reincarnating body, mind, spirit self, then the Atman, then the solar logos. Mind must join. Going on. Cow's milk cannot be bitter. A stone secured in earth cannot speak. Visiting Kashi, Rameshwar, and other kshetras or holy places does not bring mukti. What is important is to suspend the mind for a moment and deliberate in the way of baddhi. Neither in stone nor in earth is the revelation. All is a delusion of the mind. Meaning all thinking that, that you've got to go to a certain place and worship a certain statue. Strenuous indeed is the effort if this is not known. So if it's not known that... Revelation, realization, awakening, mukti is within. One keeps looking without. Strenuous, indeed, uh, also tiresome uh, is the effort or is the life. Um, if one keeps searching outwards, remember when I was in Japan teaching some in the late 90s, uh, for the first time I heard a lot of people talking about healing. I never thought about healing. <laughs> They're always going to healers for healing. i got a healing, oh, he's a healer, healer. And I thought, you know, what what is this that you need to keep healing? They were like endlessly going around to people talking, uh, seeking healing. Are you, why why don't you have healing after you go around to different people? Why do you have to keep going? Um, Because they're trying to get something uh, from the other, actually. I mean, I, I don't, everybody's different, but many people seem to be Wanting a temporary experience of uh, joy or unity. It's good to have experience of joy and unity. Um, But that's not revelation or that's not um, realization. That's not the end of the path. It's just signposts of development on the path. And so looking outside, we um, find the outer guru and good teaching. uh, Or a real healer with, you know, energy transmission. Then what? <laughs> then what? Then it's got to be the catalyst for in, inner distillation, finding the kingdom of heaven within. So, this is, uh, he says, he's talked about this many, many times, the the <clears throat> proper focus of attention. Page six, to take human birth is the effect, to render back is the cause know the cause and effect, know also the right and the wrong, and attain the state of peace. So the cause is a rendering back, uh, and the effect of rendering back is taking human birth. We would, I would commonly think it's the other way, that by human birth we develop and then render back. Render back is the returning of what's been borrowed which is returning home, which is um, I (laughs) returning to source. Uh, The I, uh, the one, returns to the one. But his view is that, or this statement is saying, to take human birth is the effect, to render back is the cause. I would think that um, the desire, this is very similar perhaps to Ra's statement, the original desire is that entities seek and become one. The original desire is the cause. The effect is that there's multidimensional creation with vehicles for beingness called My Body Spirit or Seven Chakra and Seven Chakra Seven Energy Fields. Uh, vehicles for experience of beings to seek and become one so the cause is God creation is the effect Um, the uh, desire of intelligent infinity, the logos that there are beings who then seek and become one that's the cause and that is um, sort of divine seeking for rendering back the effect of that cause is the occurrence of a human birth. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, just a moment. I must check my crock pot. See, this is the real down-home version. I don't even mute it. How rude and selfish. But you know, We're living a life in the body. So, try to take care of the body too. Going on. There is no house without a door. There is no warm water without fire. There is no fire without wind. How long can one live without food, without sleep? It's impossible to live even for five seconds without prana-vayu, the breath of life. Prana as intelligent energy or basic uh, light, and vayu is wind or breath, wind particularly. The creation is dissolved into the vayu, blue of hue. Raja Yoga is the abode of the indivisible soul. Attain the one and there are not the many. And so that, that, you know, there are two ways, uh, there, there are multiple ways, but there are two particular ways that the um, dichotomy of unity-duality, <laughs> the uh, discussion, the philosophical topic of uh, ontology ver- through the lens of duality, multiplicity, differentiation, or unity, all is one, is spoken. Some say <laughs> that those uh, there's uh, the discussion of differentiation and the many is uh, dualistic perception or dualistic conception or duality, dual uh, dualistic dualism, relative truth, and that um, with greater Badi and awakening and freedom from. Uh, avidya on the path greater mm, gnosis or um, vipassana or insight one realizes that the the many is only apparently real but essentially empty and that many is not a many but a one some say that that Uh, That means that there are no many, like he's writing here. There are not the many. Attain the one and there are not the many. Not attain the one and you'll see the many as the one. Uh, In a more strict, strict sense, I think that's more a higher perspective that the whole teaching of two truths, relative and absolute, or the relative existence of the many, while there's the absolute reality of the one, that's still all duality <laughs> and or that's still conceptual um, I mean whatever we're saying will be conceptual but I think um, there is a releasing of even that view and one can then get into trouble with that That's uh, a kind of spiritual bypassing no there is no many there is no relative truth There's only the absolute. Now that's... um, One who knows that by seven chakra perfection rightly says it, Uh, the rest of us (laughs) may unfortunately say it without truly knowing it and therefore get into some spiritual bypassing. And that's a problem. Uh, So, on the other hand, Gautama would say that, you know, uh, in in awakening there's no more perception there's no more phenomena it's the destruction of phenomena that was in the Pali Canon the destruction of phenomena so he's living in a way or a realization or an awakening that is of the destruction of phenomena mm-hmm. so what? he's walking through a desolate wasteland all the time while we think he's walking through, uh, you know, Magadha or something in northern India? No. Um, The common experience of uh, so-called outer phenomena or differentiation of the many is no longer his experience of it. His experience is not ours. (laughs) It's really different. Really, really. And um, that's where Nichi is coming from. Attain the one and there's not the many... Uh, I imagine the many, uh, the illusory nature is strongly seen. And one can say it's relatively true, but it's also essentially nothing. And so, uh, meanwhile, one should know that one doesn't really have that realization fully. No house without a door um all of these are statements of causality or necessary association um, and also what's essential um, elements essential elements essential to the fashioning of a whole or to the effect of necessary causes necessary. Uh, elements. Uh, a house needs a door. Warm water needs some fire, and the fire needs some wind. Uh, what's nece- what's of necessity, and what is um, required causally to make effect. Uh, ultimately, <laughs> um, the one is required for there to be a many or a non-formal cause is required for there to be a um, differentiated form-based creation. So uh, emptiness is required for apparent substantiality. <laughs> uh, formlessness is the basis of form or that which is prior to light is the basis of light this kind of thing perhaps going on the partless is not within the part to the knower there is none ignorant and to the ignorant there is no knower even if all the little children beat their mother she does not cast them away so also one should not move from the center of the glance of the guru The mind shall not quiver like the sun's reflection in water. This also may be directed to some of the the devotees around him in the room. Uh, He may have sensed that some were critical of him. And he's saying, even if all the little children beat their mother, she doesn't cast them away. Even if you look down on me uh, by your ignorance or something, um, I I still love you. So, also, one shouldn't move from the center of the glance of the Guru. Um, You may think that there's a problem with me, and you beat me in your mind or in your private discussion, Uh, but it's better you don't leave. And that moving from the center of the glance of the Guru is akin to the mind quivering. And um, that's a problem. Uh, And for one who really is finished... Um, this notion, to the knower there is none ignorant. I'm not a knower, so I can't really say. I mean, it looks to me like some people are really ignorant. So, but that's just because I'm not a knower. But I presume that uh, things will look different on the other side. Going on, water in the sea has no bounds, but the water in the lake is bounded. The mind shall stand still like water in the lake. Mind is the cause of both the good and the evil. By one's own thoughts, one can be bad. By one's own thoughts, one can be good also. God does neither good nor evil to anyone. For buddhi and jnana derive from the divine. Even a bullet cannot harm one with good thought. Without yoga, there is no release from karma. Uh, some, let me just see, this looks like verse 36 in the other two translations, water in the sea has no bounds, but the water in the lake is bounded, so water is water, it may be bounded, it may not be bounded, depends on the container, Uh, where before enlightenment there is um, a container or a delimitation of infinite um, awareness or true nature like a lake Uh, mind is the source of uh, of morality Uh, can go either way but in the unbound condition like water in the sea um, there is no duality of morality God does neither good nor evil to anyone God doesn't do good to anyone (laughs) there are higher dimensional beings that can do a lot of good but the Logos um, makes it possible for beings to choose that's a little different than God loves the good and hates the evil that's what the Westerners think, or the Abrahamic desert religions say. God loves the good and hates the evil. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, there's lots of evil here that is allowed to continue. This term, this phrase, for buddhi and jnana derived from the divine. <clears throat> what was the original? Uh, it, the word was, the, trans, the, the question is, what's the word Divine. Uh, It wasn't translated by any of them. Um, So, uh, it is useful, though, this final phrase. So, again, we have the unbound and the bound, the source that is boundless, and its manifestations that are bounded in the dimensionalities in time and space of um, uh, arising, persisting, and passing away where uh, moral law uh, holds sway but uh, deity or source, the divine is prior to moral law but <laughs> you've got to choose one or the other as Ra would say on the two paths to return to return what's been borrowed uh likewise buddhi and yana the buddhi and yana are not quite the same as good and evil but uh, the source um, is the basis of any differentiation in terms of process and attainment and there's no release from karma without yoga yoga doesn't mean stretching it means uh, yoking and yoking of mind Uh, really means uh, mind training mind development through study meditation practice service uh, all the ways of know yourself, accept yourself, become the creator all the trainings for the totality of um, uh, the seven chakra system going on let me see the time here Okay, Uh, page seven Mere exterior embellishment without realizing the truth within does not eliminate karma. Parasite, away without a ritual should you keep deceit within. What is in the mind shall be spoken. What is spoken shall be put into action. Do what you say and say what you do. Such one alone is a yani, a paramahansa, a yogi, a sannyasi, The sannyasi is he who gives up desire. One who gives up desire is the teacher. And again, uh, he may have been making some subtle criticism of somebody in the room, in the devotee uh, community around him, or sangha in that situation. So we've got exterior expel... You you see, he's um, he's so completed... That he doesn't he doesn't condemn the outer um, he doesn't condemn the the outer he condemns the defic- the uh, lack of the inner mere mere only exterior embellishment without realizing truth within doesn't eliminate karma so clothing and ritual. Um, embellishment in any way Uh, making a big show of it without realizing truth doesn't eliminate karma if you're seeking to realize truth within uh, exterior embellishment is not a problem but it's put in its place it's secondary like manas is secondary to buddhi manas itself is not a problem exterior embellishment is not that much of a problem it's the focus upon it that's a problem Ross said, too, um, specific information doesn't attract negativity, but uh, it's the focus, the specific, what would be considered an excessive and distorted focus, emphasis upon specific information brings negative attention or negativity in the way of channeling. So there's a difference between um, uh, identifying uh, a problem or well, considering that that uh, and a, a particular focus of mind is a problem per se versus the emphasis an imbalanced focus and emphasis or overemphasis upon that is the problem so exterior embellishment or ritual isn't the problem it's when that um is not a company is not coming out of realizing truth or doing inner work uh, the outer isn't a problem its excessive focus on the outer that's the problem uh, outer ritual parasite away with outer ritual should you keep the deceit within if you don't keep the deceit within you don't have to be you don't have to throw away outer ritual Away without a ritual, should you, or if you, or when you, or as long as you're keeping deceit within. And then don't be a liar. <laughs> What's in your mind, say it. And what you say, you need to do. Um, speak, accord your speech with your mind, and accord your behavior with your speech. Thought, word, and deed. So that th- if you think clearly, then you can speak it well and you'll be happy. Now, when you're not thinking, when we're not thinking clearly, commonly people suppress it and don't speak or don't uh, live by what's in the mind shall be spoken. Don't speak what's in the mind because I'm too fucked up. (laughs) My mind is confused or I'm too upset or I think I'm wrong or I don't know anything or I'm too stupid or this must be a dumb question. So dot, dot, dot. It's all pushed down. That's not good, really. It's good to have people who care enough to listen? But you know, not everybody wants to listen every time to you. So you got to choose your right time. Uh, some people really send me too much information and mail and links and this and that. I don't have time for everything. But so find somebody who wants who, who is happy to be listening. Um, not somebody that you want to have listen to you. <laughs> They may or may not really want. If, if Just because you want doesn't mean they want. Uh, <clears throat> but what's uh, the, the clear transit between thought and word and deed? Uh, I say it like I see it, and I do it like I said it. Uh, do what you say and say what you do. Right? What you're going to say, do it. And explain it clearly. That one is a Yanni and a knower. And that, that's another kind of very subtle matter is the, the degree of obstruction or non-obstruction of the channels of communication inward and outward. Um, how well does the conscious mind communicate with the deep mind? And how well does the conscious mind in communication with the deep mind speak that understanding? And then how well does one's physical living accord with one's speaking, which is in accord with one's conscious mind's accordance with the subconscious? That's a channel of communication or a line of energy, an energy line between subconscious and the way of living. You know, walk your talk. Walk your talk, um, particularly when your talk or your thought is in line with your soul with your heart with your wisdom with your sin heart mind with buddhi so accord manas with buddhi and um commit to sama right speech uh in accord with the accord of manas and buddhi and then one's behavior right livelihood right action will accord with uh, right speech and accord with um, an inner alignment or harmony between conscious uh, conscious and subconscious which is really the thinking mind manas the conscious mind is very close to uh, manas and the deep mind knowing or the resources of the deep mind that include wisdom and discernment are akin to bandhi Uh, that alignment is critical and it's very important for health and it's very much uh, physically manifest by the quality of breath in meditation, going from nasal congestion to no nasal congestion to uh, nose in my belly. <laughs> my nose is in my belly, if you know what that means. There's sensed no separation between the the pranic or breath, vayu, prana-vayu, received at the nose and the lower belly uh, reception uh, of what comes in from the nose that's very possible that's very much an accord between um you know fifth chakra and second and that's pretty good so um going on do not eat what is served for somebody else serve yourself on another plate (laughs) great teaching great straight up top i'm gonna end soon here We'll just conclude page seven and start up on eight next time. <clears throat> Don't eat what's served for someone else. Um, what's yours is yours, and uh, it's not. There, there is there is a wise limit um, to what is rightly taken or desired. So this is very much about um, bringing buddhi. into um, the realm of desire and desiring. Uh, I want to eat. That's a desire to take in. Um, What should I eat? Well, I can eat what's served for someone else, or I can eat what's served for me, or both, or neither, or what. But the teaching here, the wisdom teaching here, is don't eat what's not yours to eat, What's given to someone else? Now again, he may be speaking to a devotee. It's very possible, absolutely. He was sensing jealousy or envy in one devotee's mind, <coughs> while another was being given something. So uh, you know, misses uh, one of the one of Ami uh, or one of the other closer hosting devotees. Uh, may have been seen by another devotee in the room and that person felt jealous and felt, he doesn't treat me that closely. He should treat everybody the same. (laughs) He should treat everybody the same because I know what the guru should be Mm, because I'm a a disciple. So I know how he should be. He's not as I think he should be. He should uh, give me what he gives her uh, or um, I should have what she has. And this may be in reference to something like that. But it is a good, <laughs> it is useful in some cases. You may find that this uh, explains something. Don't eat what's served for someone else, serve yourself on another plate. Don't demand others to serve you as well. Going on, it is not that one has more and another has less. Maybe similar teaching. The faculties of thinking, the ear, the nose, the hands, eyes are the same for all. So he may be saying to that same devotee, you may think that she gets more and you're getting less, but actually that's not the case. Um, What's essential or what's uh, inner and um, durable is the same. Going on, there's no nose where the eye should be, what is done by the feet is done by the feet alone. What should be done by the hands cannot be done by the head. These three may well be related. That's why they were put together. And again, this is about um, um, proper placement and function and a wise boundedness or a wise wisdom, a wise understanding, a wisdom-based understanding of, um, uh, nature and function, or, um, cause and effect, or, uh, subject and its own function activity. Um, the idea that, um, the, the elements of function, like nose, feet, hands, or head, um, they are rightly placed and rightly perform only their function. And one, shouldn't, one should not imagine that things are not as they should be <laughs> to some degree. Uh, we can not like it and see injustice. On the other hand, there is also a justice to phenomena being uh, just as they are doing just what they do and so there is a prior arrangement or the current arrangement of um, agents and their activity people and their deeds or our life and um, how it is there is a proper there is an arrangement or the arrangement has a certain propriety to it and uh, that's uh, above our preference, or independent of our preference, and we should understand that um, it couldn't be otherwise. To some, in some sense, what is and what it does cannot be otherwise. Uh, this is very subtle, and one could take it much further than that. Uh, let me see here. I think we'll leave it on that. um what should be done by the hands cannot be done by the head so let your head do what it can and let your hands or feet do what they do let people be as they are Uh, and if you feel you should leave then leave but um, this is sort of the, the, the intrinsic propriety to life as it is situations as they are people doing as they do um, cause and effect or phenomena as the effect of causes and uh, for now not possible to be otherwise Uh, anyway and there again deeper levels of analysis that's all what I'll do for today next week uh, picking up at the end of page seven the head is an ocean of bliss so I hope this was helpful I think I'll stay with this format of reading uh, straight out of Voice of the Self and doing some commentary on each stanza, verse, and then as needed or whenever, uh, pulling um, useful material from the other two translations. So uh, I hope that was helpful, and I hope everyone's well. Um, Thanks for being here. Please take good care of yourselves, and good night.